Channel Wonders in the Fourth Dimension, and welcome to the greatest show in the galaxy. I'm Emma, and he's Mike. And hey, Mike, I've got a couple of questions for you. Okay. Do you like Doctor Who? Um, it's all right. I mean, yeah. do you like video games? They're pretty decent. Yeah. So, what if I told you there were Doctor Who video games? Shut up. I know how exciting, and we're going to what? talk about them all today. <laughs> <laughs> May as well, seeing as was E3 at uh, time of recording. Brand synergy, that's what this is all about. So, um, not that I had an idea to do it, and it just happened to fall on E3 week. Um, so, yeah, uh, essentially, there's there's loads and loads of Doctor Who uh, video games, some of dubious um, heritage and... Uh, legality um but uh, for, for the purposes of this show and um uh, our own sanity we're going to just talk about the 14 games that um have been released under the doctor who title that the bbc knew about at some point mm. <laughs> uh, rather than the, the things that got tape traded for spectrum and things like that so <laughs> um so the first the first Doctor Who video game, uh, titled The First Adventure, mm. which is good, came out in the exotic, distant time of 1983. Oh. Would you believe it? God, it's as old as we are. It is as old as we are. Uh, on the uh, the illustrious BBC Micro. Mm -hmm. So were you the same as me in that that was the V1 computer that in the school? Oh, yeah. In the primary school you had. Oh, yeah. And... Did you have a rotor of when, you know, what kid could use it on what day? Oh, um, I don't think it was so much that. I don't think we had yeah. a rotor as such. But, um, yeah, it was only wheeled out for very special occasions. Yeah. Oh, it was in the... It was It was only allowed in sort of up where the year six is. So for people yeah. who weren't, you know, it was... That, that's the, the last year of, of primary school for people mm -hmm. who are not familiar. And uh, my abiding memory was it was in the in the hallway, like outside the classroom. And they were, get, they were roping some kid from the grammar school across the road mm -hmm. to come and sit with like two of us at a time and... <laughs> watch us very painfully play really boring games but the mm. but they were available for the home market is the point of this this and um it was no the boat bbc micro was kind of seen as like the spotty computer as far as i can make out mm. it like the sort of the fun computer was like the spectrum and the commodore and all yeah. that sort of thing whereas the bbc micro i think only only severe nerds had one of those at home <laughs> yes. so it's fitting that the, the first doctor who game would come out on the the spottiest possible um machine yeah well i say game I, I've sort of only use, loosely used that terminology. Mm. It's barely... I mean, again, it, it, it purports to have the fifth Doctor in it. Yeah. And when I say the fifth Doctor, I mean a single pixel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And essentially, there's four levels. You had an outer finish, all these four levels. And each level was a rip-off. One was a rip-off of Pac-Man. One was a rip-off of Frogger. One was a rip-off of Space Invaders. And one was a rip-off of Battleship. <laughs> Um, yeah, you you get fifteen lives or regenerations um, to complete all this, um, and yeah, it's I I would say that um, do what I did. I mean, obviously, I haven't played all these games because mm. some of them are, are you know the same age as us. Um, <laughs> so uh, I would in most of these, actually, all of these games have footage of some kind on youtube mm. so i would encourage people to go and check these these out on youtube certainly don't go out and buy these um because i can only give you disappointment in return um <laughs> uh yeah so um having looked at this on youtube it, it, it's a it's a game from 1983 mm -hmm. 
It really is. So, moving swiftly on, it's another BBC Micro. So, two more years hence, in 1985, mm. we had Doctor Who and the Warlord. Which, I and... believe, was designed by Graham Williams. Hmm. And it's our good old friend, the text-based adventure. Hooray. So, when we say this features the Sixth Doctor, use your imagination, kids, because you haven't even got a pixel to look at. Um <laughs> It's one of those profoundly irritating sort of old school choose your own adventure like go west, do not understand go, and you just want to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it was on two parts. Um, you had to have, you had to basically get the password from the first part to open up the second part. It's on a cassette. Mm-hmm. It was probably pirated more than <laughs> anything else on planet Earth because all those <laughs> games were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, again, I, I don't really have a lot to say about this one because I I can only describe text on a black screen to you so much. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, but in the same year, mm. we've got actually something that resembles a game in yeah. Doctor Who and the Minds of Terror in uh, 1985. A multi-platformer and a platformer game yes. as well. Yes. So it is. It is sort of along the lines of Manic Minor, I think, is the, yeah. the easiest. Of that sort of, as well, the music from Manic Minor makes me want to grind my teeth into a fine powder. And it's sort of about the same. It's about the same as that. <laughs> the problem is Chuck is a Spectrum ZX, ZX Spectrum fanboy mm-hmm. and loves Manic Minor. <laughs> and sometimes he will play it. You know, he's got like an emulator on his phone. He'll play it through the big TV. And I'm looking around for a knitting needle to shove into my eardrum because it is a. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> so basically, this, this is the, the Avengers of the Sixth Doctor. And I wish this was on telly. His robot, robotic programmable cat splinks. <laughs> yeah. So it's the Doctor versus his old foe, the Master, who's mm. and he's trying to prevent the Master making something called Heater Knight, which oh. I can only presume from the sort of the Terry Nation school of naming things, it's something to do with being hot. Mm, very possible. Yeah. Yes. And um, as, I, as I'm reading up, I've got a uh, an article from Denim Geek about them up here, mm. and uh, apparently they featured the Daleks, but they weren't the Daleks because no. they didn't have the rights to them. Yeah, it sort of look if you if you watch a game on YouTube, it's they sort of look like trifles with like sort of a, a blue plunger sticking out of them. Mm. Yeah. Um, so then we jump ahead to 1992, and this I have to confess is the only Doctor Who game I've played. Um, I had it for the Atari ST. Yep. And it was called Dalek Attack. Mm. Um, Can I say this? Hmm. I've never actually played this game, and I'm sad about not playing this game because this game looks awesome from what I've seen on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, to be, at the time, I would have only been about nine, ten, mm-hmm. um, and with the Atari ST, obviously, it was on floppy disks, three and a half inch floppy disks, and it took ages <laughs> to <laughs> boot up. <laughs> Just the first, the first floppy. Right, so you sit there and you wait about upwards of half your own lifespan, and then <laughs> it says eject and insert uh, floppy disk two, and then you put it in, and then it's a little bit more waiting, and it does eventually load. Um, and it's interesting because this was on PC ZX Spectrum, Commodore sixty four, Amiga, and the Atari ST. I had the Atari ST version, and mm-hmm. as I recall, they, they had like different. You could play like. Three incarnations of the Doctor. 
Well, and mm-hmm. hang on yeah. a sec. So Commodore 64 Amiga Atari ST had the 4th, 5th, and 7th Doctor. I don't remember the 4th and 7th, but I don't remember the 5th necessarily. But, um, you know, probably because I was more busy playing as the 4th or 7th. And you could either have Ace or a Unit Soldier as your two-player. Right. Um, MS-DOS and PC, you could have the 2nd, 4th or 7th and with Ace or a Unit Soldier. And ZX Spectrum, you just got 7 and Ace. And that's your lot. Mm. So I think the problem is with a lot of these Doctor Who games, mm-hmm. what I noticed, especially in the early days of them, is that they were operating right at the edge of what these machines could do. Yeah. And I think that the Specky was sort of at the lowest end of power in the power range. Mm-hmm. So that is as many Doctors as they could cram on that disc, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, this was like 25 years ago, so I don't remember much mm. about it, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I always found it a little bit trippy, tricky, but that's because, I mean, I guess I wasn't really used to, like, the joystick and one button to press, because I'm sure I, had, like, had my Sega Mega Drive around about the same time, so, yeah. you know, it was D-pads and ABC buttons for me. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the Atari ST that I had was a bit of a weird thing for me, because I don't know why, I was always kind of scared of it. I, I honestly couldn't tell you why. <laughs> I think it's basically well, it makes noises. scary noises. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, and the only I think the game I remember. Well, I had a, a floppy disk with some demos on it, which I think I got from a magazine, like one magazine I bought during the time I owned it. And one of the demos was um, Back to the Future Part Three, mm. and there's one of the like levels um, because it was like various like levels you had to like you know get across the train, or and the one that I had was the shooting gallery. Mm. Yeah, and that was about as accurate as one might imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're anything like when I was growing up, I mean, you basically lived on those demos because mm. your parents could have like basically bought you a game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because those games cost 50 quid mm-hmm. in 1992 money. Yeah. So, you know, it was, I think nearly everyone, I don't really know anyone who had more like more than two games for their consoles. Um, and like everyone just used to play demos over mm. and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I'm, oh, goodness me. But yeah, I mean, Dalek Attack, like, I was quite surprised when I looked at it on YouTube. I was, mm. I thought it looked actually quite nice. It was quite action-y. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it, you know, it's not up there with, like, the great platform games of its day. I mean, let's mm. not be stupid, but um, it's competently made game. And the other problem is, I think, is as well, I think, playing the Atari, you have got that inherent early days of gaming just massively unfair mm-hmm control scheme and mm-hmm. hit boxes and jumps and all that sort of thing so yep. um you know I, like i said to rich once on the gaming show that when i was a kid you just didn't see the end of games because they're just too hard or they're just <laughs> too unfair you know you got to a, a halfway two-thirds of the way through and that is as far as you've got mm. i barely saw you know, the, i don't think i barely saw the start because it took that fucking long to load <laughs> yeah exactly after you've you know died of old age waiting for it to load um <laughs> that is that is the next problem i mean the other thing is as well that although the dalek attack and that sort of game it was operating at like the edge of what those systems could do mm-hmm. when you're turning around you could go and play sonic on your mega drive mm. and it it loads like that and oh, you yeah. can play it like over and over and over again and it doesn't make scary noises no. and yeah it's um it sort of pales in comparison a bit which is why i think it was a few, another few years on until the next game. Hmm. Destiny of the Doctors. 
Yes, now we're getting serious. Now we're getting into 3D, baby. Mm, now we're getting into <laughs> FMV, baby. Yeah. Because it's uh, it was for for the illustrious Windows 90. Would it have gone on Windows 97 or would it have run on 95 back then? Good question, actually. Uh, let me look it up. Oh, it just says PC. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So I would imagine if it came out on 97, it probably did work for Windows 95 and the sort of the new and shiny Windows 97. Mm. Um, but, I mean, this is serious, okay? Because, I mean, obviously they had a bit of time off, but it feels like everyone in the Doc 2 office has been, oh, who, who was left in 1997, was like, um, <laughs> okay, we're going to make, like, you know, this is a proper game now. So it's got actors in it right doing actual audio new audio yeah. rather than just taken out of the old shows you've got tom baker peter davison colin baker sylvester mm-hmm. mccoy nick courtney william hartnell and patrick troughton were you know for a voice actor but don't worry about those um <laughs> they had um a substitute you know body things for the for the for the um for actual sort of video clips mm-hmm. um unfortunately john pertwee was going to be also in this but had passed away by the time that it was in development um and apparently that Ingeborg, who's, who was his widow, um, actually agreed that he could use clips from the TV series in the show. Yeah. And the final appearance of Anthony Ainley as the master before his uh, tragic death. Um, mm. So, yeah, this is and it's written by Terence Dick. So this is proper stuff now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's basically the idea is that you're sort of a. Um, Oh gosh, I don't know how you would describe your your character. Um, uh, oh, you're some sort of like a psychic blob object. Yeah. And you are sort of sent round the TARDIS or bits of the TARDIS, and you encounter alien sort of baddies and things as you go around, and you have mm. to kind of link up all the other doctors' console rooms and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, I mean. In terms of sort of development and things at the time, um, I mean, they sort of definitely stepped up in terms of like the money they put into it and the thought that went into it. And they had a proper Doctor Who writer write it, but it does look a bit shonky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, and I actually just found out that this is was for Windows 95. So. Right, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this was like 1997, so. Really, the you've got things like Final Fantasy VII coming out. So this is very sort mm. of like early 3D games. So really polygony, very sort of, very wonky. I mean, you know, it's forgivable for the time. It was, you know, 20 years ago. Um, mm. But one thing I do remember is that you can see Anthony Ainley's performance to the master on the survival DVD. I believe they've mm. got the FMV cutscenes. And I remember them being very weird (laughs) yeah they are it's very strange i mean unfortunately i think it was a case of like basically everyone they asked to do it didn't really understand what they were being asked to do Mm. (laughs) i mean mean, i know that obviously video games have been around for sort of 10 15 years at at the point of 1997 but i mean the whole thing of a game you could play on the home computer which was all still a bit like whoa what and Mm -hmm. you know so i think there was an element of you know what am i doing this for darling okay (laughs) (laughs) go with it go with it yeah um and yeah i just think it's it was just a case of again this was sort of i mean from what i can gather this was sort of developed more by you know people who were writing for the tv show rather than people who knew how to make a game Mm. um which is obviously the problem i think but i mean it's it's a problem that belabors 
TV tie-in games to this day and mm. movie tie-in games to this day. There are still quite a few that have not significantly nailed this. <laughs> no. um, um, I like that just the end of the you know the Wikipedia page where I was doing a bit of research. Mm. Um, the, the, the literally the last sentence of the thing is the game received mixed reviews. Full stop. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> No shit, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, but I mean, it was good. It was like mm. a big leap forward in amb- like oh, sort yeah. of scope and ambition and what these games could actually do. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think the ongoing quest for trying to force Doctor Who into a coherent video game format is some is a war we're still fighting. Mm. So um, this was a, a decent shot at it. Yeah, in my oh, yeah. opinion. Yeah, that's fair. But I think it's also significant that it was 11 years in between <laughs> um, uh, this release and the next Doctor Who, Doctor Who game. And this is where I come in as, as far as things what I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Doctor Who Top Trumps. Y- yay. <laughs> yeah, on PS2, we in the DS. I have here uh-huh. the PS2 version. Oh, nice. Sitting on my shelf. It was one it, oh i bought it for 50p from cex <laughs> um and that is about what it's worth because mm. um you know top trumps yeah basically just that it is essentially top trumps on a screen yeah yeah, yeah. I, I can't tell you it, i mean unless if you don't know what top trumps is then you know look it up and then you'll realize what it is it, it it's top trumps yeah um <laughs> And it, you know, but it was sort of a quite bit of weird dissonance about how long they were releasing PS2 games for, mm. because the PlayStation 3 was alive and well at this point. That's um, true, yes. And it was released for the PS2 of all things. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I search me, mate. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so moving swiftly on from that, um, we have. A, a, a lot of games came out at once, and mm. they've basically all got the eleventh Doctor in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's interesting that it's the 11th doctor i mean right when i mean doctor who was still on its high point when we often talk about the Mm -hmm. the highs and lows of the new uh series and like this was riding high i mean this was you know stephen moffat had taken over the reins you know matt smith was the doctor he had a great companion in amy and yeah uh bbc wells interactive brought out the adventure games which Mm. i seem to remember they pushed really hard they did, but before the adventure games, we have we chronologically we must talk a, co- a couple of other ones first. Ah. Um, first, we must talk about Doctor Who: Return to Earth and Doctor Who: Evacuation Earth, which were a pair of games. They were, they were sort of linked games. into each other. They yeah. were Nintendo games. So, mm. Return to Earth was on the Wii, and the best thing about that mm-hmm. uh, was that you got a you could buy a special Wii Mote, which is the thing you used to. It sort of was in the shape of a sonic screwdriver. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was all the controls I, in the I sonic s- screwdriver. Seem to remember remember that i seem to remember seeing one of those yes problem is the game is dreadful it is absolute dog shit it's unplayable um (laughs) it's 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 shitty controls (laughs) crappy i mean i would say uh, someone got it in their heads the best way to do a doctor who game i mean the adventure games are better much much better at it but those aside they do Mm. the same thing as well stealth Always creeping around past the Dalek, into another room past another Dalek, mm. zap a thing, come back. I mean, you know, it, it it was, oh, it's just bad, bad, baddie, bad, bad. Because, you know, the 11th Doctor, known for stealth, 
Um, oh god, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know he's crouching. I mean, but all of these games nearly, you're just crouching around like bloody hitman. You yeah. know, it is it, as long as you avoid a Dalek vision cone, it's all good. I mean, and <laughs> oh, it's just. I mean, but the controls are dreadful. I mean, mm. like you have to like point at like a very small thing to like sonic it on the screen. Mm-hmm. And the problem is as well, I mean, the thing is with Wii's in, in this country is that no one's living room is really big enough to <laughs> to be the proper distance away from the sensor mm-hmm. in, in this country. So, I mean, you have problems. I mean, and I was like holding the, holding the sonic up behind my head, trying to get at the right hour. Oh, it was just <laughs> absolutely bum. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but somewhat better is evacuation of what was on the Nintendo DS. Yes, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was it was quite basic. But if you've ever played any sort of puzzle games in the vein of uh, the Professor Layton games, mm-hmm. sort of logic puzzles and things like that, it's quite a long game. It goes on a bit. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's OK. It's about a five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with these games, I, I purely still own Return to Earth because I want to keep the, the special Wiimote. Um, <laughs> I I would say if you're you know like a person who play wants to play these sort of later games that are more easy accessible, Evacuation Earth is tolerable. You could probably pick it up for like a couple of bucks. One pound fifty nowadays. Mm. Um, return to Earth, you know. Buy it to put the Wii on your shelf and never play it. Never play it. Never play it. <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So now on to the adventure games, mm. um, which kind of came out of nowhere a bit. Yeah. Again, the BBC just sort of went. You know what we haven't done? Yeah. Makes games, and these were basically available for free. Mm-hmm. off the BBC website and yep. you could play them on sort of the most potato laptop which was <laughs> good for me uh, so there were five of them there was two well there was one season of four and mm-hmm. then there was another one in season two and there was meant to be more than that and then yeah. they sort of cancelled it without explanation um, so did you play any of these or I didn't um, I don't know if my uh, computer would have been up to snuff at the time mm. um but I mean, I do remember them being like pushed pretty heavily, um, mm. especially like Shadows of the Bastion and Armada. Um, yes, because the other thing, the other twist with these games was the BBC considers them canonical. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the things that happen in these games are things that can be considered in the official timeline, essentially. Yeah. Well, that was that was the line that they pushed. So the idea was that you know you're not only playing this game, but you're finding out extra stuff and um i will say considering that they're free mm-hmm. or they were when they came out and that you know you're going to get about four or five hours of play out of them yeah. again it's the stealth slash puzzle sort of thing mm. um uh it's they're pretty good i enjoyed playing all of them yeah. um city of the daleks is, is pretty good mm-hmm. the shadows of the Rada is uh is also quite enjoyable. TARDIS, I think, is probably the weakest of the four out of the first season. Mm-hmm. And Blood of the Cybermen, you know, is is just quite average. But I think the, the first one and the last one, because mm-hmm. Shadows of Ash sort of set in kind of, you know, bargain basement um, rapture from Bioshock, <laughs> um, which is quite fun. <laughs> you know, somebody from the BBC saw that and he went, do you know what? Yes. Yeah. We could make some bank here, fellas. <laughs> I think Phil Ford and James Moran wrote them, didn't they? Or some yes, of them, they anyway. did, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah so it's um yeah i mean I, I would say that the best out of the five altogether was the gunpowder plot which was the the last one that came out mm-hmm. um i remember i played it the, the sort of the abiding because i played it like the minute it came out yeah because obviously it being this being a british series things tend to drop in sort of convenient time for british people which is nice <laughs> for a change um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I remember sort of when it dropped, I was sort of downloading it and playing it. I mean, the problem was, because I was a bit too keen, it, it wasn't quite finished. Oh. Um, I, did, I did spend quite a lot of time just falling through the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just random weird glitches and things like that. But yeah, sort of once problem. that, yeah, once that kind of got ironed out, mm-hmm. it's a really enjoyable game. And the, the plot line is really is really good in that. I think they released all five games. I think they weren't available outside of the UK. Right. I think that I think that yeah, if you're in the States you couldn't actually get them kind of obviously from the BBC's website which is where mm. they were available. I think they put them all out on a disc for PC. Oh, I've right. never actually seen one though. So I I don't know. So I mean um I encourage people to if you can't get hold of these, watch a let's play on YouTube. I mean, literally, they're like sort of two and a half hours each. Obviously, people just bang through them pretty quick. Um, and they're sort of enjoyable stories. And they're nice little extra bits. I mean, don't take this like, oh, they're canonical too seriously. Nothing of great import happens in them. Mm. Um, you know, but they're nice little vignettes, if you like, yeah. that add to sort of the that season. Yeah, actually, you're right. They are available on Amazon.com uh, right now. Uh, $8.95. That's worth. That's what I'd say. That's worth it for five games, two, mm-hmm. two, three hours each. Yeah. Yeah. Like nine bucks is worth it, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> so, words. What would have been next? Would that be? I have uh, Mazes of Time on iOS next. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So basically, Mazes of Time is sort of a cooperative kind of maze sort of puzzle solving kind of not like portal but like sort of the thing of you know you move amy and turn on a switch and then you move the doctor and turn on another switch and you can go into the next room sort of thing mm-hmm. it was for ios so you know for apple devices yeah. um it's okay <laughs> I yeah. think that, to be honest, once you've sort of got over the novelty of, oh, that's, you know, Matt Smith saying, Amy, you should turn that switch on there. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it, it's not much to write home about with that one, to <clears> be honest. No. And then there's the MMORPG uh, World in Time, right? Yeah. Uh, something that actually completely passed me by. Ah. I, mem- I remember seeing, like, things about sort of advertised. I remember sort of like, oh, you know, it's kind of a Club Penguin kind of <laughs> yeah. aimed, at, aimed at kids. I bet there's just loads of people trying to <laughs> trying to be sort of stealth racist on there, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> I was like, eh, give yeah. that a miss. But, I mean, as with a lot of these things, actually, it just – the most interesting thing about Worlds in Time was that it's, it's sort of mysterious death. Hmm. Because it was sort of it was sort of 2012, and it, you know it sort of chugged along by itself quite nicely yeah. for a couple of years, and then out of the blue in 2014, they're like, done. Yeah, we're switching it off, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they maybe had some sort of toxic community problem, or no, um, some sort of licensing thing, or mm. I don't know, but um, yeah, they just went switched it off. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean the the sort of the MMO idea for Doctor Who I've always thought was was kind of I, I thought that's something that they that they could that could make work, you know. I mean mm. I don't know if you've played Star Trek Online at all. Um, um 
But um, no, I know I mean, of it. But, yes, but I mean that that sort of idea of you know you have a TARDIS or you mm-hmm. have some sort of you can go from planet to planet mm-hmm. and you can do little missions and things like that. I've always thought that that is kind of something that could work. But the problem is with Doctor Who kind of doesn't really sort of lend itself to you being kind of generic ensign 3.0 and going no. off and doing doing your own thing. I mean, everyone wants to play the Doctor or they want yeah. to be Sarah Jane. And, you mm. know, you can't end up in, you know, a big MMO area and there's like, <laughs> like 500 Sarah, Sarah Janes. Yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I think that that's oh, something... Oh, do you know what, though? Do you know what, though? If you played as Clara... Yeah, you could be any of yeah, them. So yeah, yeah that could work. That, that, yeah, that's probably mm. how you would maybe do like a Star Trek online esque. Like you don't, you can't play as the Doctor. You have to play as Clara. Mm. Okay, I think I've just torpedoed that idea immediately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Unless you sort of there's a way you could like fudge it and like you sort of, your player avatar is an incarnation or of, of like, a, like a, a would have been incarnation of the doctor or whatever or it could be well you're just some sort of random time, time lord. lord yeah yeah but the problem is you know you want they want to you want to be like the big yeah again it's not like a, a case of i mean i think with with star trek online it's because you could go on missions and you can encounter you know and go and meet wolf and geordie mm. and all this sort of thing whereas with in how many times can you bump into the doctor and do all these sort of this, that, or the other thing? Mm. So there will be a lot of times where you're just kind of floating. I mean, as starting on live for stuff with this as well, if you're floating around, getting your ass kicked by other people, or mm. you know, trying to do a mission over and over again. And you're like, oh, mm. yeah. actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, moving on after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a uh, to date its last shot at big console glory. <laughs> With uh, Doctor Who and the Eternity Clock, what came out for PS3, the Vita, and the PC. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, involved River Song, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And um, again, it sort of, uh, I, I don't think, it sort of was, was written to fit in with what was on TV at the time when it came out, but I don't mm. think it's considered. Again, not considered canonical. Again, it's that sort of thing of, you know, okay, so you've got two characters, so one character goes and does some puzzle-solving bits and the other character does some puzzle-solving bits. Mm-hmm. And the sort of the twist with that concept with this game was the the Doctor and River were in different timelines in the same place. Mm. So River would do one thing and then the Doctor would come and, like, it's 200 years later, but that, like, the lever is in the right place so he can move on to the next section and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it had like an interesting twist. They used the time travel things, and by all by all accounts, mm-hmm. although the critics weren't huge fans of it, judging by what I can read here, mm-hmm. um, it you know people seem to enjoy it. It actually works properly, um, yeah. unlike some of the other console Doctor Who games. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's got lots of it, one of those things of like it had really good ideas, but apparently it had terrible AI issues and bugs mm. and. Uh, the save spots were very random and I think that the it was delayed when it was meant to come out anyway and then I think um, the people who the production team who made this sort of tried to catch up to to fix the bugs but it was one of those things of like it was meant to be part of a trilogy it was meant to be one of 
one of three this one hmm. and of course first one didn't do well and the rest of the other two disappeared and never to be seen again hmm. um i've got a horrible feeling to be honest as well unless something kind of changes and someone thinks it's a you know it's kind of determined that this concept's gone legs i'm not sure when or if there will be another dot two game for the sort of the big three consoles so xbox hmm. playstation switch i'm not sure that um yeah, uh, they will. Um, they they may see the. I mean, I've, I've never even heard of anything in development, even. No. I mean, so I'm not sure, but we'll see. Um, yeah. It was 2012. I, this came out, so yeah. it's been six years. So. I know. I know. There's like a like a match three game out now. It's Doctor Who Legacy. I want to say it. Yeah, is. I was about to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. it's basically um, quite remarkable in that it's a match three game that came out five years ago and you're still getting updates and still has support. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a match three game mixed with an RPG. Mm. So you basically do your, they have chapters. I played this a bit um, when it first came out and I sort of then left it alone for a while and went back to it um, because it is a bit grindy because mm. it has RPG elements because basically you, you um, do all the match three stuff. You beat, enemies like by building up multipliers with your match trees and mm. you know uh, then defeating enemies with it and then from that you can get new characters and you build teams with different scenarios and level them up and then you know move your way through the chapters and stuff it's quite fun mm-hmm. like i say it's it's level of support is excellent it's got a really quite it's got quite a passionate uh, fan base um as well and the um yeah i mean it's quite enjoyable i mean with, as with all of these kind of ios games there is an element of pay to win mm-hmm. um which is unfortunate it is doable to beat this beat the game sort of without um boosts and things like that but um you know it is that dreadful thing of grindy grindy grind grind yeah. um but um the same team who's making this is also made is at the moment developing a game called Doctor infinity which is sort of sort of a, a, a kind of sort of the, not the same thing but it's a much more complicated story it's got mm-hmm. much more filmed um, it's all animated but it's got voice proper voice cast and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing in it it's much more complicated it's going to be out on uh, steam so the pc gaming platform yeah. um in august so i'm interested mm-hmm. to see what that's going to be about because i mean although legacy i mean it what it's set up to do it does very well mm-hmm. but um it's i mean obviously the how you feel about those sort of games is going to inform kind of how you feel about the game full stop so um i'm interested to see what they do with infinity but i've saved the best for last as well oh. the best the, the best doctor who <laughs> game that isn't actually a doctor who game it's lego, no, dimensions. LEGO dimensions yeah, yeah. Um, oh <laughs> my god so much fun um, now I've talked about Lego Dimensions I mean if you've ever listened to the other show what I do the gaming news show I've talked about Lego Dimensions kind of extensively mm-hmm. it's a toys well, toys to life game as they call them yeah. um, The it's got loads of expansion packs and you know there was a thing about it was quite expensive it was expensive at the time to buy and the expansion packs were expensive but the game, they're not developing any more for the game. The game is now going to be all it is from now on. So mm-hmm. there's no more packs coming out. But what that means is a lot of the like, the expansion packs are very cheap now mm-hmm. because shops are trying to get rid of them. Yeah. So what I would say is, <laughs> although if you can only get hold of the base game, mm-hmm. um, which comes in a box, I think probably they're... 
I'm not sure what the price point of that is now, but I can expect you can probably pick it up secondhand mm-hmm. with you know, with figure with the figurines for the for the gamepad and stuff. There is a Doctor Who level in that game, which is very good. Yeah. But the expansion pack is amazing. Mm. It's incredibly good. And if you've ever played any of the Lego games, it plays like that. So it's loads of fun, loads of references, loads of good humour. It plays great. And the little figures you get from the pack are really cute as well. Um, So I would say out of everything on here don't play any don't play any of the branded branded doctor who games play the one which has got a doctor who bit in it um i would say as well the other nice thing as well that is if you get the expansion pack you get access to the doctor who hub worlds you can play as all at the time that it came out all 12 incarnations of the doctor Mm -hmm. you can the hub world has telos and london and uh dalek world and Trenzalore and all these mm. sort of places you can go and they're, they're you know it's all lovingly recreated um so i'd highly encourage people that obviously if you can find it if you can find it for a reasonable price you don't mind paying and if you've got a playstation or an xbox i highly encourage people to check that out or you know at least go and look at the um a let's play on youtube before you buy because mm. it's so much fun um it sort of when you see it and the other it's it's worth the price alone for the doctor who title sequence in lego oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it made yeah. me so happy when i was playing it yeah, yeah it's, it's just so do, full of joy they do go above and beyond on those ones don't they, they i mean all all the lego games like the mm. people who, tt i think is the name of the company that makes the lego games and <clears throat> they're all like that um so yeah they're all beautifully made with a great deal of affection to um the the, the title material the source material it sort of makes everyone sort of put their hands together and say if there is ever another doctor who game please let the people who make the lego games make it yeah. because it would be amazing yeah um yeah because traveler's tales did um didn't they do the back to the future game as well like the yeah, five parts did, yeah. yeah so i mean it's yeah. not out of the realms of possibility um, do you actually generally think that would be the sort of thing we would see the likes of, or do you think they'll ever be oh. like another console Doctor Who game? Problem is with the console Doctor Who game is that the amount of money you need to develop a game mm. like that and to make it like the game that we would like to play. I don't think they would get their production cost back in sales mm. because. You're talking about the Venn diagram of Doctor Who fans who are big fans enough to want to play a Doctor Who video game mm-hmm. and the Venn diagram of video game people. I think that that is not... I mean, there is a crossover, but I don't think it's huge. Mm. Um, so, But I think that, um, you know, if you're aware of the, you know, the Walking Dead uh, game... Um, yeah that came out the one that's like sort of not i don't want to say like a choose your own adventure but in that style yeah um you know that all your decisions have i mean they've made loads of games they made a few i mean they made a game of thrones game like that mm-hmm. so if that if those guys made a doctor who game along those lines i think that concept would work mm. otherwise i think you would have to do like sort of a lego a lego doctor who i mean i'm not sure that this this thing of like here is the doctor and here is a companion and go and solve puzzles and stuff i just feel like we've had quite a lot of goes at that and just hasn't it hasn't stuck. quite worked no no it's stuck so um yeah it's yeah i think it's entirely doable um it's uh yeah but i just think just the amount of money you have to put into the development i'm not sure that it's the cost analysis sort of bears bears fruit for them but yeah. i don't know i don't make games i just mm. play them yeah, and to be honest, I'm not sure if Doctor Who is in the place that it needs to be for somebody to go, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, I, yeah, mean... I mean, do you know what? If Jodie sort of absolutely blew the doors off and mm-hmm. it was sort of 
Doctor Who ascended back to the popularity it was right at the, or the peak tenant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think by, by it's then. entirely possible. Oh, yeah. It's entirely possible. But I think right now. No. 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 I, I just don't think that. I mean, to be honest, as well, the, with, the, with the development cycles, I mean, obviously, even sort of. Sort of, sort of from big studios, they take six, nine, twelve months to get from drawing board to on a disc, mm-hmm. and in that time, I mean, where we are in terms of what consoles are where, I mean, the people who make PlayStation Four came out a couple of weeks ago and said we think we are now sort of at the end of the PlayStation 4's life. Well, mm-hmm. not it's it, you know, it, not that it's you know we're shoveling dirt on its casket but we we are now looking to the future and yesterday as we recalled xbox had their e3 um presentation mm-hmm. and they were saying yeah we're working on the next xbox yeah. so if you were making a doctor who game you need to be if you were sort of sitting in a boardroom now talking about one you need to be developing it for the next thing not mm-hmm. this thing so there's loads and loads and loads of things goes into that but yeah i think it would take a take the you know i think the, for the bbc to license one and for it to be worth the money, I think, like I say, I think it would be a case of Jody would need to absolutely come and go meteoric, and mm-hmm. you know we'd have to ascend up to that level of popularity again before um, before we could possibly uh, uh, see another like a big console release. But I don't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past that um, you know Doctor Who might say, do you know what those adventure games they were all right? I think yeah. we could give them another go. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think that's that's that works for them. So yeah, why not that? Yeah. Okay, so uh, let us know your thoughts. You can email us at greatestshow at simplysyndicated.com, uh, tweet us at greatestshowpod, or you can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash greatestshowpodcasts. We invite you to visit simplysyndicated.com and check out our many sister shows on the network, including Simply Syndicated Gaming News, which we call this part of. And as always, we welcome your support. The best way you can help us out is by signing up to Simply Everything. A monthly fee of just £6 gives you access to ad-free versions of current shows, a library of podcasts from the network's archives, and shows that are exclusive to the service. We also have a merchandise store that offers apparel and accessories to both Europe and America. We also have a Patreon and can donate to the network through PayPal, of which links to both are on the bottom of the website. So with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And until next time, take care and bye-bye.